You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almendares, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West. And welcome to a live and Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider podcast. We are here live, as I mentioned, at Supply Side West Food Ingredients North America at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. And I am Sandy. I'm a director of content at Informa's Health and Nutrition. And I'm here with Heather Granado, who is the vice president of content in health and nutrition. She's my boss and amazing. And we are going to talk about some of the things that uh, she's been seeing um, in education and just with her conversations among industry leaders here at the show. So, Heather, first, thank you so much. I'm so happy that you are here with me. Well, it's really exciting. I love Supply Side. This is our 23rd edition, and I've been to 22. Mm-hmm. So, seeing the growth and engagement across the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out just this very little kind of tabletopy. oh, maybe we should talk about ingredients. And what we've seen is now... Supply side is really a gathering point where people want to come, they want to talk, they want to talk about the big issues that actually affect our industry and mm-hmm. therefore how we will change the world. You know, right. that's more health for more people is one of those things we talk about. And I think there are a lot of big picture topics that we're starting to discuss at mm-hmm. this show. It's not just probiotics. It's not just fiber. These are important ingredients. We've Mm -hmm. got a lot of education around them. But what I'm finding notable is the discussions I'm hearing and being a part of around bigger picture issues. Right, right. So I've been here, uh, this is my 11th, so I'm exactly half of what you've seen. And what I love is that there's always something new, right? Um, And especially new this year and super exciting is the Food Ingredients North America. Absolutely. The fact that we have, we've always had food ingredient suppliers at Supply Side West. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just always a little hard to find them. And you've got a market saying, oh, Supply Side, it really started nutraceutical. This year with Food Ingredients North America, with 250 suppliers in that portion of the hall and another 250 companies elsewhere around supply side, 500 out of about 1,300 companies are serving that food and beverage market. So seeing that come together and the uh, commensurate rise in attendees, so a ton of CPG food and beverage companies Mm -hmm. coming to the show because they see that this is offering them what they're looking for. Right. And speaking of those first-time visitors, uh, you were able to attend the first-time visitor reception. I was not able to go, but uh, how was the energy there? It was fabulous. It was our first time being at Fleur, uh, which is a great venue. Love Fleur. The fact that we have our kind of rock stars, people Mm -hmm. who are industry veterans and could really Mm -hmm. talk to the first-time visitors about, these are things you might want to find. This is a way you might want to approach the show. These are ideas. So folks like Jim Tonkin from the Beverage space or Suzanne mm-hmm. Shelton on marketing and branding, Jeff Hilton, Jean Bruno, mm-hmm. just a lot of people who have been around for a long time and are willing to share their insights right. to ensure our first time visitors have a really fantastic experience. Right. I always forget what it's like to be that, that first time <coughs> visitor, so it's always lovely to have their perspective. It is, yes. You forget how intimidating it can be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's go back to some of those big picture topics that, you are, that you're hearing people discuss. So you were in the diversity diversity and inclusion, or in, you chaired and led the diversity and inclusion um, education workshop that we have. So what, what happened there? So uh, diversity and inclusion is a really 
important issue, and mm -hmm. you and I have had that discussion. It's been on our radar across all of our events. So, Vita Foods Asia, we just had a great roundtable discussion mm -hmm. around that. We talk at Expo West, we talk mm -hmm. at Expo East, and really, this year's workshop was a very engaged audience talking about um, not just the why, I think people increasingly understand the why, but the how. Right. So to have case studies from big companies and small companies, what's their area of focus? You know, Chicago Cred based their facility in South Chicago with the very deliberate intention of offering job training opportunities to an underserved population. Um, TBS Searmount uh, focuses on hiring people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And really what I found interesting there, um, Ann Buckman spoke and was talking about how loyal these employees are. They're people who want to work and usually don't have the opportunity. I actually talked with a contract manufacturer that night who is you know, talking about right. how hard it is to find employees. I said, had you ever thought maybe about reaching out into this community? And he thought, that's a great idea. Right. So I think the more you talk about these things, it gets you out of your, your zone right. and makes you start thinking because inclusive environment and being more welcoming, it's something we really need to work on mm -hmm. in our industry. We can come off as a very white, privileged industry mm -hmm. and right. there's more happening. We had a reception with mm -hmm. the Naturally Proud Network uh, for LGBTQ and allies benefiting the Trevor Project. Mm -hmm. The more people feel that they can see themselves in this industry, the better our growth will be and we'll get more great ideas for products. Right, and the innovation that comes from that. I mean, we're serving, we want to serve the entire population. So if you mm -hmm. only have people who look one certain way in your C-suite or among your workforce, that's mm -hmm. who you're going to serve. So how are you going to innovate right. and, and offer the products that you know really don't serve these you know, underserved uh, populations. So uh, yeah, I think really it'll exciting. also be notable, and I would ask anyone who's listening to our either live or stream watching. or yeah. watching uh, or our podcast, uh, the Jedi Collaborative is actually doing a benchmarking study mm -hmm. and trying to get an idea of diversity and inclusion across our industry. So if you go to jedicollaborative.com, they have about 130 companies so far that have completed this survey. Uh, just a quick five-minute survey, and they're looking for 500 by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So go take that survey. <laughs> and it's anonymous, so be as, <coughs> as truthful as, as you. We really want to get the good data. So, yes, absolutely. Um, be truthful there. Um, moving on from that uh, into the future, biotechnology and GMO <sighs> 2.0. Yes, it's interesting to think about the new techniques that are being used. Uh, there are a lot of things that aren't the let's snip DNA and put it in. Mm -hmm. There are ways that you're producing ingredients, but you don't actually have any GM material mm -hmm. in the final ingredient. Well, is the ingredient then GM? Huh. So that's a lot of what's happening right now. And there are concerns in the supply chain, which I think are important that we are discussing them, that we are transparent about mm -hmm. if you're using a biotech technique, Talk to consumers about it. They want to be educated. They want to make their own decisions. And if you don't give them the information, that's when they start feeling like, do you have something to hide? Right. What's the problem? Right. Uh, so the dialogue on that uh, was really interesting as well. We had a lot of conversation about a particular firm that's producing a soy using techniques mm -hmm. from biotechnology, but not in the final product. Uh, so how should that be labeled? Right. What, what really are consumers looking to learn? Right. And, it, you know, when you say like biotechnology, that can be seem really scary to a consumer who's like, I don't want 
you know, Franken foods. I just want to eat natural. But if a, a company's using that and shows that this is the reason we're doing it, it's because it's more sustainable mm -hmm. or it, it helps processing in this way or shelf life or whatever the, the reason is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, yeah, to your point, just communicate to Absolutely. as to why you're doing that. Um, on the flip side, not, not the GMOs. Going the total the other, other direction. Way, yeah. um, organic. We're seeing, yes. um, I mean, organic has obviously been around for, for many, many years, decades. Um, but there's a, a continual push, a continual ev evolution. Um, and a, you, you had a, a workshop, I believe it was this morning. It was. Um, so what was So it there? was accelerating growth in the organic market. And we uh -huh. worked closely with the Organic Trade Association to put that together and have some dialogue with farmers, with brands, General Mills, you know, talking with these folks about what is it going to take mm -hmm. to increase organic acreage in the United States, for example, from 1% to 2%. Right. What a huge impact that could have. You're seeing the growth rate for organic finished products continue to grow, 6 8%, and yet the cropland is not keeping up with it. So oh. what do we need to do and be aware of in our supply chain that's going to actually help incrementally develop the organic market? Uh-huh, right. So. And organic is, uh, um, one many of the many benefits of organic <clears throat> is the, the benefit to the environment. Absolutely. And there's a lot of discussion around that and the, the Climate Collaborative. So what did you see there? So really excited that we were able to extend our partnership with the Climate Collaborative from our colleagues with uh, Expo West, mm -hmm. who have been producing Climate Day for the last three years. And it's just become a huge draw for Expo. To invite them in and have discussions about climate change, how does that impact our supply chain? Oh, gosh, I hadn't even thought about mm -hmm. that. But you are seeing that some plants can't be grown where they used to be grown. Right. You know. What should we be doing now to make sure that we're aware of those changes? So we had a couple of different brands who spoke about making their own climate commitments. And today, really from a supply perspective of ingredient suppliers who need to be sourcing ingredients, how are they thinking about partnerships with their growers? How are they looking to new places to ensure that these farmers have the tools they need for now and that they will have the ability to produce in the future? And I want to just tag on here. I just came from um, a packaging workshop, which I'm super jazzed about. Um, it it's, speaks to this, the impacting the larger supply chain. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm, I'm seeing is, and loving is that there's a lot of collaboration here among people who are, among companies who are competitors. But it's packaging is, is such a, an Achilles heel, as we're hearing in the industry, because we have these fantastic products. We, we make sure that our crops are sustainable, that they are efficacious and healthy for the consumer, and then we put them in a plastic bottle, and then the, the plastic bottle just comes, it lives in our landfills for, for years and years and years. And there's no easy solution. If there was, we would be doing it, but we're using a system based on uh, petroleum, and we're trying to, to you know, mimic that or mirror that in our how to find packaging mm -hmm. solutions, and it's, it's really difficult. It's um, so OS, OSC squared, uh, one step closer. Um, they have a collaborative in the packaging space, mm -hmm. um, and they're bringing all these companies together to really try to, to push this forward. And it is hard, but they're making headway and they're they're doing it. Um, and it's it's really, I'm really jazzed to see it. You can see uh, we had um, a CPG roundtable with um, Gaia Herbs, Thrive Market, Nutiva, and you can see the passion these CPG brands have and they, they spoke to how this impacts their their employee base and how once mm -hmm. you feel like you're in a 
an environment when you're working towards a greater goal, a greater good, that there's there's less office politics and people are really like working together to, to meet this. And um, I don't know, it was just, I'm really jazzed, I'm really excited and it's hard, but um, we're- It's hard, but it's worth it. And there. that's what we have the opportunity right. to do is really right. to, to make change, to move change forward. Right, and I spoke to the, the sustainability efforts that Informa has, has implemented mm -hmm. in its, its trade shows. I mean, we are a massive company and we put on many, many exhibitions across the globe and we've got a global initiative to, to really reduce. I mean, we're not, uh, we're not allowed to have like plastic water bottles on the staff and, mm -hmm. and small things like that is, is the one step closer collaborative keep saying. It's just one step, do one step that you can. So uh, we're all trying to, to help Redu help reduce, reuse, and recycle in this right. area. Well, anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. It's, it's my pleasure. I'm always happy to be here with you, Sandy. Aww. And thanks so much for those who watched live. And uh, catch us. We'll be back later today with more live podcasts. So stay tuned. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. This edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast is brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.